0: Hello and welcome back to the History of the British Isles, episode 16, The Great Heathen Army. I've been doing tons of reading up on Alfred the Great, so this episode is going to be a semi-biographical take on his reign, as well as that of his predecessors. Before I start I would like to apologize for not releasing an episode in over a month. For one thing, my old computer broke down and I lo- and lost me the music files and all my tools. I also required a bit of time to read up on Alpha of the Great which got out of hand. No more excuses. We will now begin our begin our tale. Aethelbald was succeeded by his brother Aethelbert, in 860. If you don't remember who Aethelbald is, he was the son of Æthelwulf. Yeah, that's a lot of Aethels. Athelbert had previously been a sub-king in Kent, so he had some experience in government. According to the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle, Æthelbert reigned in, and I quote, good harmony and in great peace, as well as in peace, love and Honor. Overall, Athelbert sounds like a far nicer king than his brother. Just as the new king was crowned, a Viking army sailed up from the Somme and sacked Winchester. The Vikings really did not make it easy for Athelbert, did they? Levies raised from Hampshire and Berkshire subsequently defeated the armies of Vikings. In 874, in 864, the Vikings landed in Thanet and asked for money in exchange for peace. Æthelbert paid up. But the Vikings decided to ravage Kent anyway. Let that be a lesson to you all. Never trust a Viking. As you will come to see, they never keep their promises. Æthelbert died in 865, leaving the crown to his younger brother Æthelred. Now, let us talk to the greatest threat to the, face the Anglo Saxons yet the Great Heathen Army. This great army arrived on the shores of East Anglia with somewhere around 3,000 men in 866, 866, barely a year into the reign of Eithred, though, though we will not be getting to him yet. The King of East Anglia, looking to you know, not have his kingdom utterly destroyed by the Viking onslaught. Gave the Vikings food and horses. In return, the probable leader, Ivan the Boneless, agreed to leave him alone for a while. This, this showed to the Vikings not only how weak the Anglo-Saxons were, but also how wealthy. Paying forces and an army of 3,000 would cost rather a lot. In 867, se- the Vikings moved to Northumbria. The one storm that came kingdom was embroiled in a civil war, and so the Vikings were able to take York without much of a fight. Seeing how much of a threat the Vikings were, the two sides of the Northumbrian civil war patched up their differences to fight the Vikings. The result was that all Northumbrians were killed, including the leaders of each side of the civil war. At least they were fighting side by side, eh? In 869... The Vikings returned to East Anglia. At this time, their king, Saint Edmund, put up a bit more of a fight. He faced the Vikings in battle, and the Anglo-Saxon records that, in that year, Saint Edmund, the king, fought against them, and the Danes took the victory, killed the king, and overcame all the land. They destroyed all the churches they came to. The same time they came. To Peterborough, they burned and broke, killed the abbot and the monks they found there. They made, they made, they made which was very great, that such that it became nothing. Apparently, the Vikings gave Edmund the choice between death and abandoning his religion. He chose so death. As you may know, this story has become something of a legend. The Vikings tied the king to an oak tree and shot him dead with arrows then they cut off his head and threw it into the bushes when his followers came back to look for it the head apparently cried here here and and was so found the anglo-saxons now distinct and a miracle to show for themselves if not any actual military success Now, let's get back to Aethelred and, for the first time in our story, his younger brother, yes, it's Alfred. After the Vikings invaded Northumbria in 868, they attacked Mercia. The King of Mercia, Burgred, asked his brother-in-law Athelred for help. The chronicler Asa says a- Aethelred and Alfred, and I quote, gathered an immense army from every part of the kingdom. "...went to Mercia and arrived at Nottingham, single-mindedly seeking battle. The Vikings, protected by their defences of the stronghold, refused to give battle, and since the Christians were unable to breach the wall, peace was established between the Vikings and the Mercians. And the two brothers, Athelred and Alfred, went home with their forces." Asa really needs to brush up on his grammar there. I cannot tell you how hard that was to, to transcribe and read. It is most likely that the Anglo Saxons had to pay the Vikings gold for peace, as was usually the way in Anglo in Anglo Viking dealings. This escapade ended up getting Alfred a wife, if nothing else. The daughter of Mercian Elswith would become the mother of Aethelflaed, Lady of the Mercians, and Edward the Elder, King of Wessex. In the year 871, the Viking horde turned their attention to Wessex. They were put to battle by the Elderman Aethelwulf at Englefield, and were defeated. Asa writes that, and I quote, one of the Viking earls, killed and a great part of the army overthrown. This was not the end of the Viking attacks, though. At Reading, the Vikings were able to defeat the armies of Wessex. This put Athelred and Alfred on the back foot. What else is new? Well, the Elderman Aetherwolf, the one who won at Englefield, died. I presume this was in, a fighting, in the fighting, but I could not get any clear evidence from my sources or my notes. Four days later, Wessex was able to rebound from this defeat at Ashdown. The, ar- they, the army they defeated was led by the first Viking figure, other than Ivar, that I will mention in this podcast, Halfdan, son of Ragnar. Ragnar was, the orig- was one of the original leaders of the Great Heathen army, and Halfdan was the current leader of the army, or part of a group of men that led it. It is likely the latter. Anyways, some, some more detail about Ashdown about Ashdown. It is quite a famous battle. Asa said that Aethelred entered the battle late because he was taking mass, though though I would assume this is just to big up Alfred and his part in winning the battle, or at least holding the line. After Aethelred entered the battle, Wessex won relatively quickly. Soon after this battle, that is to say, in eight seven one Aetherred died, and Alfred was crowned King of Wessex. Alfred's reign did not start out so great. He lost to the Vikings at Wilton and was forced to make peace. Asa records, and I quote, The Saxons made peace with the Vikings on the condition that they would leave leave them, and this the Vikings did. Asa does not record any money changing hands, but we can be pretty sure that Alfred had to pay off the Vikings. He He did lose the battle after all. The Vikings then traveled up through London and to Northumbria. It is around this time that Alfred's most famous rival takes to the stage, Guthrum. We have to consider Alfred's position at this point now. All other kings in England were either Viking puppets or Vikings themselves. He was the last natively Anglo Saxon king standing in the entirety of England. <laughs> The Vikings would not come back for three years. Over this three year gap, Alfred did very little. This was unlike his later years where he was highly active and built a whole defence network. More on that in the next episode. The Vikings returned in eight seven four and occupied Wareham, which is in Dorset and very deep into Wessex. Alfred raced to bottom them up but failed. The Vikings were able to escape and ride to Exeter. Alfred, at this point, Alfred got a bit of luck, as do all the greats. 120 Viking ships were destroyed by a storm, and 3,600 Vikings died. The Vikings exchanged hostages with Alfred, and, le- and left thoroughly demoralised. It should be noted that Alfred himself was not in a great position. He did not really beat the Vikings, and the land Lama- derby was still totally intact. This was by no means a victory for Alfred or Wessex. I want to get this episode out quick, seeing as I've been on such a long break. To recap, Athelbert ruled Wessex in, and I quote, good harmony and great peace. He was able to succeed. He was succeeded by his brother Æthelred, who was a competent elf ruler and able to to do some good Viking bashing on occasion. His younger brother Alfred succeeded him and kept the Vikings off with golden luck, not yet showing his later grandeur. That's all for today. I apologise again for my absence. Now, I need to get back to lazing and maybe even reading up on our narrative. I hope you all enjoyed this episode and learned something new. Goodbye.